discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK. Great to have you along for a ride. We've got a, a great program for you today, and we're going to jump right into it Uh for those of you who are sitting in the audience today who uh, may be involved in the field of sales, you will definitely want to stay tuned to the program today. Uh, I've got a woman, uh, a friend of mine named Jackie Smith, not to be confused with my daughter, uh, but Jackie is a dear friend of mine who lives out in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, we connected, uh, oh, probably about uh, seven or eight months ago. And uh, she actually, I'll talk about it in a little while, she actually does a Christian podcast. I've been on her podcast a couple of times, and we finally uh, were able to get our schedules together so that she could join us today to talk about selling from a Christian perspective. As I said, Jackie lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota. She came to Christ at the age of 25, and she had the wisdom at that point to begin seeking the Lord's heart about what it was that he wanted her to do in life. And it became pretty evident that she should be in the sales field. And she was a little bit curious about that, about how she should go about uh, doing that from a Christian perspective. And God you know, really put it upon her to really become concerned about what's best for her clients, to serve them with a loving heart and a real servant attitude. And Jackie had several sales jobs before she finally wound up in the insurance business and she built a tremendously successful business uh, and career for herself in the insurance industry. You know, she you know, climbed the, uh, the sales ladder uh, to become a sales manager, a district manager, a regional manager, um, you know, with different insurance companies that she represented. Uh, but, uh, you know, she and she had organizations who were as large as 35 agents before she finally started her own agent, uh, her own agency and again reached another level of success. But like many of us, she came to the realization that she wanted more time in her life uh, for things like better relationships and serving the Lord. So she moved her agents to other agencies and now just operates on her own. And she's got a very large book of business for her life insurance business. She really strives to serve Christ in all she does, you know, knowing that we all fall short of, of God's glory, but we still keep plodding on. We keep, uh, we keep pursuing him to be more and more like Christ. And then in September of 2014, she started a Christian business podcast where she interviews Christians who tell their testimony and share how they keep God in their business. 
And the podcast is available on iTunes, and it's called The Intentional Christianpreneur. Uh, so you can look that up on iTunes. If you have any problems finding it, uh, please feel free to email me uh, at questions at optex.com, and I'll be happy to send you a link to that, uh, to that podcast. It's a great, great podcast and a real, real wonderful ministry. So with that, today's topic is Christians in, uh, in, in selling. How can you be successful in sales and be a Christian at the same time? So let's jump into our first segment with Jackie Smith. Okay, so our guest today is Jackie Smith. Uh, Jackie and I met a few months ago, and uh, I've actually been on uh, a podcast that she does, and I will ask her to talk about that a little bit later. But I am just thrilled uh, to have her with me today. Uh, Jackie is is an expert in the sales field, and today we're going to be talking about selling from a Christian perspective. So, Jackie, before we jump into that subject, I just want to say thanks so much for taking time in your schedule. It's really great to have you on the show today. Oh, Gary, more than happy to uh, to help you uh, uh, in any way possible because you've been a great asset to me and my podcast, and I would I love you, and uh, I'm here for you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks, thanks so much. So. Let's talk a little bit about selling from a Christian perspective, and probably the best place to start is, um, Jackie, why don't, we, uh, why don't you just take a couple of minutes and talk to our listeners and give us a little bit of your background about uh, how you got involved in sales, how long you've been on sales, uh, what are you doing right now, those kinds of things. Okay. Well, um, uh, I grew up, uh, I grew up with a... Uh, not really a Christian family, but I mean, a family that went to a Lutheran church and my mom really didn't go. She ran a bar and, and, uh, I probably got my first training when I was 16 and had a waitress at the bar and she would tell me, uh, you know, Jackie, those tables, their drinks are half full. You need to go, go pump more drinks, you know? And I just hated working in the bar. But once you, once I learned that, Hey, you know, by doing that, I got more tips and the people liked that I was right on top of it. And, you know, I became very good at that, at, at taking care of the clients. And I wasn't a Christian yet other than I, you know, I've always believed in God. And uh, I went to college for a little bit and college really wasn't for me. And I, I didn't really come from a family where that was really encouraged. So um, I ended up moving up to the big city of Minneapolis and uh had some various jobs, and I, I, I just really envisioned myself being in the kind of sales where I could carry a briefcase and an ink pen and make money. And uh, so I, I, I always looked for jobs like that. And then um, I would say that, uh, well, I, I started out selling furniture, and it was at during the time that I sold furniture is when I be, I gave my life to the Lord. And that was that was a really cute story because a, a girl came into the store looking for furniture and she ended up, she was she was a Christian and she ended up needing a job. I hired her and long story short, one day when it was, we were in the middle of, her, of the late 70s recession, you know, we had a lot of time to stand around and uh, just chat it up. And she said to me one day, you know, you have to be bored again. And I thought she was crazy. I didn't know what she was talking about. But uh, it was the right time, and uh, the end result was I gave the Lord the gave my heart to the Lord and asked Him into my life, and and then after that, you know, I really wanted to search out like, gee, I'm selling furniture here, you know, how does that serve God? And I think we all go through that when we're when we're born again as to what 
what do we do to uh, go, you know, follow God's mission for us in life? You know, we feel like we maybe should join the, be a missionary or join the Peace Corps or whatever. And then it came to me that I could be a missionary right where I was at and try to be the most loving, you know, helpful salesperson that I could be out there. And uh, when I did that, my whole world kind of changed around and, and, you know, I was pretty successful up to that point anyway. And every sales job I ever had, I did really well, but I did even better after that. And then um, after you've been in retail for seven and a half years, you know, you get kind of tired of the hours and the weekends. And I ended up getting my insurance license and uh, got involved in uh, being a life insurance agent and then eventually that uh, propelled me to be a, my own broker and have a team of agents. And I still do that to this day. And uh, what's really great about that is the Lord has brought me, I would say, 70, 80% of my book of business are believers. Wow, that's incredible. And it's interesting that you have, uh, you have experience on both sides of, uh, of the Christian fence, if you will. You have experience as a sales first person uh, being a non-Christian and then the experience afterwards. So what would you say, uh, you know, I mean, did anything fundamentally change in the way, uh, in the way you did selling, uh, you know, you know, when you were, you know, before you were a Christian and after, were there any, any real major changes in your life that, uh, that occurred as a result yes. of accepting Christ? Yes, absolutely. My heart changed. Um, I became less selfish, more loving, kinder to my coworkers, um, and, uh, more caring about my clients in their, in, in more focused on their needs and not my own needs. And, you know, clients can feel that from you. And they, they, they like, trust, and believe you at that point. You know, I think that's really true. Um, and, it, and it really shows. And I'll tell a real quick story here. It was back, I think, in 1987 or 1988. Uh, my wife and I were looking at getting a new car. And I happened to see uh, a car, actually a used car, but it was only a year old that was on sale at a particular dealership. And uh, on a Sunday after church, we decided to take a ride and go check it out. And I assumed because it was Sunday that the dealership wouldn't be open. But as it turned out, they were. And I'm standing outside looking at this particular car and a young salesman comes out and says, hey, are you interested in the car? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, would you like to take it for a ride? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. So he went and got the keys. We hopped in the car. We're buzzing up the highway. And we drove up, you know, maybe 10 minutes up the highway and 10 minutes back. And during that whole time, the only thing that I heard, only words I heard out of his mouth were, you know, uh, if I can make you a really great deal, will you buy the car today? Because I need 20 cars in order to be able to make my quota for the month. And I'm at 19. So if I get this sale, man, I get it. And, and so the whole thing was, it was all about him and all about what he needed and not, you know, gee, is this car really appropriate for you? You know, is it in the right price range? You know, that sort of thing. And, and as a result, I wound up, you know, walking away from the deal because I didn't think that, I didn't think he had any interest in me at all. Yeah. And that, that, that kind of selling gives the car business a bad name, unfortunately. And uh, but you're right. You know, when you focus on your client's needs, I, I had a sales manager tell me something one time and it, it, it just really hit home. 
um, he said, you know, if you go in that home and all you're thinking about is your commission check or, or you know, you're working with that client and all you're thinking about is that commission check, the customers can see the dollar signs in your eyes. Yeah, I think that's really true. Uh, and, it, and whether you directly say it or not, just in the in the overall attitude and approach that you have, it, it really shows. And uh, and that's something that's interesting in my field of work because a number of people, now you're not a competitor, but several of the people that I've had on my show over the last year have been people who are in direct competition with me. And, uh, and I was actually talking with one of them about that, and she also happens to be a believer. Uh, and she was saying, you know, it's really interesting that you and I can be on the same radio show together and neither one of us considers the other to be a competitor because what we're really concerned about is adding value. And if we add value, uh, eventually God is going to bless us and that, you know, that value that we add is going to come back somehow. We don't know oh, when, we don't know absolutely. where, we don't know through who, but God will bless us if we're just focused on doing the right stuff. Yep, that's exactly right. You know, it's uh, when you're when you're focusing on on your clients' needs, and when you're laser focused, those are the days that you're going to have your best sales. You know, when I go out and and now my my insurance practice is, has evolved. I have a very large book of business, and and it's evolved now to where my clients have become older, and they're they're more in the senior market, which seniors are wonderful to work with. Uh, their needs are way different, um, but yet they really appreciate someone that they can trust. So I've gotten a little, maybe I maybe even a little rusty in in my in the sales techniques that I've learned over the years. And and when I first got in the the life insurance business, I was selling life insurance to young couples that just bought their first home. You know, they got the two cars on the boat in the driveway, and that's more important to them than buying insurance to protect their family. So that was a really tough sale, and and believe me, I you know I, I learned every technique in the book, and I could close ninety nine point nine percent. I mean of of my appointments, I, I I never had a problem closing once. I I really gave my heart to the Lord, and then also even though you know I knew these these high pressure techniques, I learned how to use them in a more softer way that would benefit the client, you know, because I was not doing them a favor, leaving a young couple with no life insurance and, and a huge mortgage and lots of debt and the wife's at home with three kids. If I walk out of that house and I don't sell them a policy, I'm not doing that family justice in any way, shape or form. And once that got into my heart, you know, that it just, you know, it was just like a doctor. It was like, you guys need this. I mean, this is bizarre. I mean, we're talking the cost of a pizza here. And when you, sometimes there's, sometimes you have to reduce the the concept and someone, someone along the way told me this, but you have to reduce it to the, the state of ridiculousness to make them get the point. But selling something that people can't touch, feel, or even use themselves because they're going to be dead. They're going to be long gone. Uh, it's it's they say it's the hardest hardest concept to sell. I I couldn't agree more. Uh, and that's the same way uh, with a lot of the work that I do because it's not like I'm selling a hard product like an automobile or something like that. I'm selling a service, and so trying to 
you know, explain to people the benefits that they're going to get from having somebody as a consultant or having somebody as a coach uh, working with them. You know, you're, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to embrace or get them to embrace the intangible. And sometimes that can be a, a real challenge. We're talking with Jackie Smith on the, the concept of Christian selling or selling from a Christian perspective. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, Jackie, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the challenges you've faced in learning to be a successful salesperson. But we're going to take a quick hey, break. Hey, this we'll is right Daniel back. Fazina, host of the Divine Intervention Show, inviting you to join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. on WSDK. Divine Intervention is the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways. Moses parted the sea, Jesus drove demons out of people, and even raised the dead. Are these types of events still happening today? Tune in to Divine Intervention to find out as we feature people who have experienced miracles, answered prayers, deliverances, healings, and more. More information about the show, free downloads, and podcasts are available at our website, divineinterventionradio.com. Divine Intervention, Sundays at 4 p.m. on WSDK. Have you ever dreamed of achieving true greatness in your life? What does achieving greatness mean to you? No matter how you define it, greatness is always achieved intentionally, never accidentally. Hello, I'm business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author Gary Smith. One of the key attributes of achieving true personal greatness is the constant pursuit of knowledge. I wrote the book, Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed, to help give you the personal and business development tools you need to help put your life and your business on the road to success. It's chock full of ideas that you can put to work to produce immediate results in all areas of your life. Don't settle for being average. Go to Optex.com and get your copy of Achieving Unusual Greatness today. Brisk and chilly through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley. Maybe a sprinkle, maybe a flurry tonight with a cold front dropping southward. Near 40 this afternoon, low 20s tonight. Sunshine's back for tomorrow, low to mid 40s. A bit milder Monday with some cloudiness around upper 40s. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. WSDK, 1550 AM. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where we've been visiting with Jackie Smith on selling from a Christian perspective. And one of the things that's really interesting, and I think it really uh, speaks to the transformation that we go through when we become Christians, is that when Jackie became a Christian, God changed her heart for people. And she said, as she was sharing in this last segment, she became less selfish, more caring, more focused on the needs of others. And, and that, I think, is particularly useful when you're in the selling field. If you can get outside of yourself and kind of move around to the other side of the table and sit down beside the person you're trying to, to sell to and really identify with them who they are, where they're going, what it is that they need, and how you can, how you can help them through the products or services that you offer. But do it not from the standpoint of, I have something I have to sell, but looking at it from the viewpoint of, what can I do to add value to this individual, to your home, to your family, to your relationships, whatever the case may be. Uh, And in line with that, in a few weeks, we're going to have a really, really great guest on our show. His name is Bob Berg, and he's written a book called The Go-Giver, and it's about five laws of stratospheric success, and it goes exactly to what Jackie and I are talking about today. So I recommend that you get a hold of a copy of that book. You can get it at berg.com, B-U-R-G.com. You can order it there. If you have any difficulties with that, let me know. I'd be happy to uh, to get you a copy of it. 
but it really is so much in tune with what uh, with what Jackie and I have been talking about. With that, we're going to get back to uh, our next segment with Jackie, where we're going to talk about some of the challenges that she has faced in the sales field. Uh, so with that, back to segment uh, two with Jackie Smith. Okay, we're back with Jackie Smith talking about selling from a Christian perspective. So, uh, Jackie, what kinds of challenges have you faced in learning to be successful in the selling business? Well, you know, first of all, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, when you start any job, I don't care if it's being a janitor to being a president or CEO of a company, you have a learning curve. So the first thing to understand and to, and to internalize is that you're going to have this learning curve. And during that learning curve, if you're a believer, Satan's going to attack you at every angle trying to get you to fail because he doesn't want you to be successful on that job or or and be able to support your family and be able to tithe to the church. So he's going to attack you in every way possible. Um, one of my jobs that I had before I got in the insurance business, I was I sold produce to restaurants for a local uh, food company. And I'd never, you know, it was, you know, it, it was, it's a pretty, it, right now, today, I don't even know that I'd want to be in the business. It's gotten so uh, overtaken by the big conglomerates. But back when I, when I did this, um, I went to work for a company that was doing about 125000 a month in uh, sales, in girls sales. And uh, the first two weeks I had the job, I was out, you know, I was out hitting the doors, calling on the chefs at every restaurant imaginable. And I mean, I couldn't get a count for the life of me. I finally called my boss up one night and I said, you know, I think I better quit. I had other job offers. Maybe I better take those because I just don't feel like this is going to go anywhere. He said, you know what, Jackie? He said, I knew, I knew you were thinking that, but here's the deal. You just were calling on the wrong accounts. We are a meat and potatoes company right now. We don't sell the shiitake mushrooms and the fancy things for the uh, La Tour 2 kind of French restaurants and things like that. He says, so why don't you come in tomorrow? Come on in in your blue jeans. Let's hit the phone. I'll show you some things, blah, blah, blah. So I did that and uh, <clears throat> took a whole new approach and uh you know, just uh, followed his lead. And the next week I cracked seven brand new accounts. And uh, after a couple years of working there, I brought in about five million a year in sales for him. Wow. But the one thing that I used to do, once I kind of started getting the hang of it, and then I started remembering my, my biblical teaching, remembering that Jesus, you know, when he sent the disciples out going going house to house, he said, if they reject you, you know, when you come out of the house, kick the dust off your feet and go to the next house. So I used to sit in my car and I used to pray before I'd go into each account. And I had to go in the back door and, you know, go in these greasy kitchens. And I'm kind of a clean freak anyway. So that already was a, was like a obstacle for me to overcome. But so I would I would pray and then I would go in. And, and if I was rejected or didn't get, you know, a warm reception, I'd come out the door, kick. I would physically take my feet kick them against the concrete and, and visually, you know, do like Jesus said, kick the dust off your feet, go to the next account and I'd get a warm reception, an order, or they'd call an order in later or whatever. And, and that's how I went from uh, zero to 5 million a year in sales. That's a, that's a really interesting concept. And I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, that a lot of salespeople are not successful 
or is not as successful as they could be because they let those things bother them. Uh, and it, it almost becomes the, you know, the failures or the rejections that you have because you don't get an order become this baggage that you're trying to drag around with you. Uh, and, it, and it really can weigh you down. Uh, there's a friend of mine from over in the UK who's one of the top sales trainers in the world. And uh, one of the phrases that I learned from him that, uh, that I think is really powerful when you're dealing with that kind of sales, where you're out knocking on doors, doing a lot of cold calling. And what he said is, some will, some won't. So what? Next. Exactly. And, and, and salespeople have to, have, to, have to understand and realize that when you are in sales and you're out, you're out calling on accounts or you're an insurance agent like I was, when I first got in the insurance business, the type of sales I was doing was life insurance, mortgage insurance. Um, I actually would go door to door. I'd knock on about 150 doors a, a week. And uh, it was a numbers game. And I knew that if I wanted to make X amount of sales, and to this day, I know how to back it down. If you said to me, I want to get into sales, Jackie, I want to come to work for you, uh, I need to make 2000 a week, I literally can tell you how many people you need to call, how many appointments you need to book, how many sales you need to close to, to make that 2000 a week. And, and if you take it from that approach, it's goal setting. If you know that, you know, your company is going to give you, let's say, a base and then on top of that, a commission on every sale. And, you know, the, the national average for 99% of the sales out there until you get really good is that you're going to close out of four, one out of four people that you actually pitch. So, but we, you have to realize that when we're calling people on the phone or we're going to see them, they're not all home. So even though you're making those four phone calls to get one appointment, you're going to probably have to make 20 dials to get that one appointment or 20 doors, you know, businesses to call on to even get the attention of one business owner. So it's really, it's, it, you know, it can be, you know, that's rough. You know, those are, those are numbers that, that aren't, in, when you're learning, it's harder. But the better you get at it, the more that you find the shortcuts. And by the way, I always learn by watching the most successful people in the, in, the, in the industry. Other than when I did the produce thing, that really totally was God and, and just leading me. But because I didn't have anybody to follow on that. But follow the people in your, in your company that are doing uh, really well. I mean, the top producers. And try to, you know, maybe meet with them, ask them what's working for them. Yeah, sometimes, you know, they don't like to share, but, but, uh, but watch them. If you're around them, watch how they treat their clients and, and go and say to yourself, wow, that technique worked for him to get that sale. And then learn that technique, put that into you. Don't take, don't mimic everything somebody does because you're not them. Pick out what works for you. And when I learned to do that, it just started working for me. You know, I think that's a really critical point, Jackie, and that is that uh, you know, a couple of things. Number one, you can learn from other people if you watch what they're doing. Some of them will be gracious enough to kind of take you under their wing and say, hey, come on, make a few calls with me. Let me show you how I do it. Um, but like you said, even if they don't, if you have the opportunity to sit back and, and watch and observe. But I think the other critical point that you that you touched on there is that you need to realize that not everything that somebody else does is going to fit with you, with who you are, with your personality. 
functionality and that sort of thing. So you have to kind of be selective and saying, okay, here's some stuff that I can use. Here's some stuff that definitely doesn't fit with who I am. And then here's some stuff that I can take and I can modify it a little bit and customize it for who I am so that it really comes across as my own personal message. Is that kind of what you found? Exactly. You know, you, you kind of have to brand yourself. And one thing, this story just came to my mind, but when I was selling produce, I was calling, uh, I had the, the main contact who, who made the buying decisions for the, for the vegetables and produce for the chain of restaurants here in Minneapolis. And now, I don't know if they're nationwide, but they're a very large chain right now. I think they had a half a dozen locations when I was calling on them. And he, his name was Bob, and he said, you know, Jackie said, you know, we're really happy with who we're using. And I said, Bob, I get that. You know, I'm going to call on you every week. I'm coming in. I'm going to hand you a price list. I'm going to say, hi, Bob. How are you? How was your weekend? And, and I'm going to give you my card because I know, because I've been in this now for a few years, and I know absolutely that that company will fail you one day. And when that happens, you'll know who to call. I will be here for you because I'm there for all my other clients, and that's why I have a very loyal clientele because I'm there 24-7 for them. If they need watermelon on a Sunday morning, I get in my car, go to the warehouse, and I get you that watermelon by brunch. So lo and behold, it wasn't too long after that, I get a call on a Monday morning at about 11 o'clock, and it was him. He's like, Jackie, we called her order in last night to so-and-so. They said that, they, that there was nothing on the tape, and they won't bring us an order out, and we have no vegetables for lunch. I said, well, you will now. What do you need? He gave me a $7,000 produce order that I that we crammed in my car. I drove my, 90 miles an hour down the highway to get it to him. By 1130, they had produce. Oh, that's a fabulous story. But that is so, you know, that is so interesting from the standpoint of, number one, it involves a lot of persistence. You have to be there. and But also what you're doing is you're cultivating that, that relationship. And it's interesting how those things play out. There was another friend of mine who did a similar situation where he had been trying to get into talk to the president of a particular company over in the UK. And he said, I called every week. And he said, I always, you know, got the guy's secretary. He was, ne he was never available or never willing to speak with me. But he said, I always got his secretary. And he said, I did this every week for almost two years. And he said, I got to, to a point where, you know, I got to be good friends with his secretary. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, for one day, he said, I called. And for whatever, whatever reason, his secretary wasn't there. And he picked up the phone and I said, you know, uh, hello, my name is. And he said, Lord, you're a persistent bugger, aren't you? And he said, yes, I am. He said, I'm persistent because I really want to get a meeting with you. And he said, out of that came a meeting that generated about $10 million worth of business for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So taking the time to develop that relationship, because as you said before, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if they know that you're going to be there and they have de you've developed enough of that relationship so that you have some credibility with them, when somebody lets them down or when there is a need, they're going to be, they're going to naturally think of you, which is a great thing. Well, I think that, that outside salespeople have a tendency to just, you know, knock on the doors, go to all the different companies and, you know, hope they're going to strike it lucky. 
But if they laser focus in uh, and micromanage one area at a time, and let's say on Mondays they do this suburb, and on Tuesdays they do this one, and they actually create a route, and they just stop in, and even if they leave a note for the buyer, hey, I was here, I, I know you're busy, I don't expect you to see me every time I'm here, but I just wanted to let you know I'm here for you 24-7 whenever you need me. I'm here for you. I I want I really want your business, but I also know I need to I need to deserve your business and earn it. And so I just wanted to drop by and let you know I was here. When a buyer gets that on a consistent basis every Monday and you miss a Monday, like what I did in the produce business, I can guarantee you they're gonna be calling you going, Bob, are you okay? Because you didn't stop by on Monday. You know? I'd give people going, Jackie. Are you okay? You didn't come by on Monday, you know, and they weren't even buying from me. Yeah, and they get, you know, they get used to it. They get used to seeing you, and uh, and there again, it's another step in the relationship where you have that little bit of extra connection, which gives you a leg up. Well, we're talking with Jackie Smith about uh, selling from a Christian perspective. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our final segment. You asked for it, and it's finally here. It's the new life-changing radio app for smartphones and devices. No unwanted soliciting ads and no personal information required. It's just a simple way to listen 24-7, check out the program guide, schedule the events list, get Bill's updates, our daily devotional, and more. All found when you download the life-changing radio app, available at Google Play and the iTunes Store. Are you happy with where you are in life? Do you have a dream of becoming and achieving so much more? Hi, my name is Gary Smith. I'm a business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author of a book called The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life. If you're serious about taking your life to the next level, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially, then you need to read this book. Wrapped around the story of David and Goliath, The Shepherd and the Princess presents a powerful set of logical strategies designed to help you create the life you deserve. As you turn the pages, you'll receive step-by-step instructions that will help you define and clarify your purpose in life. You'll then be driven to create and implement plans for achieving your most precious dreams. Visit Optex.com and get your copy of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, today. The Sky Family is on the radio now. Join us on Sky's Revival Radio for the Sky's music and the same compelling call to personal revival that you've heard at their Celtic Revival concerts. We know revival is all that will save our families and our nation. You can make a difference. God would have spared cities if only a few righteous were found there. You become one of those few. Join us on Sky's Revival Radio. Listen Sunday morning at 8.30 here on 1550 AM WSDK. A few sprinkles possible this afternoon and maybe a flurry tonight as cold fronts continue to drop southward across the Connecticut Valley near 40 this afternoon, low 20s tonight. Bright skies for tomorrow, a bit milder, low to mid-40s. Just a bit more seasonable Monday with some cloudiness around upper 40s. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. 15.50 a.m. Life-Changing Radio. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on 15.50 a.m. WSDK in Hartford. We're having a great conversation with Jackie Smith about selling from a Christian perspective. And in this last segment, I think there are some real key points that we can glean from our conversation. The first is don't give up. 
Uh, how many times, if you if you've been a salesman, have you gone and knocked on a door, gotten a negative response, and never gone back, never done anything beyond that to try and build the relationship? Relationships in life, not just in sales, relationships in life are critical. And relationships to me mean, uh, first of all, being persistent, pursuing that that individual, pursuing that organization, not from the standpoint of being obnoxious, but from the standpoint of letting them know that you care, that you want to be there, that you really believe that you can add value to their organization. And all you're looking is for them to give you one opportunity to, to prove that. And in order to have that persistence, that means you have to invest time. Whether that time is like Jackie was talking about, going back to those restaurants and and just maintaining a, a point of contact with them every week or with some degree of regularity, you're popping in, you're talking with them about what their needs and you know, and asking them how things are going, if there's anything in the relationships that they're having with their current suppliers that they're struggling with, but letting them know that you're there and then when the opportunity does present itself being prepared to deliver on what they what it is that they need that's what gives you the you know the opportunity to to be able to build uh, to be able to build some business so it's investing time one of the things that i do i go out and i network with a lot of people and when i'm interested in building relationships with people i stay in contact with them whether it's via email or a lot of times I will sit down and I'll write a thank you note to somebody, a handwritten thank you note, pop it in the mail, just to let them know how much I appreciate them and how much I appreciate the time that they've invested in getting to know me. And so those sorts of things, having that kind of an approach that says, you know what, I, I care about people, I want to add value, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes in order to be able to do that. And I'm not doing it with the idea that I'm going to get business overnight. I'm not even doing it with the idea that I'm going to get business. I'm doing it because it's the right thing. And by doing that and really caring about people, allowing them to get to know me, like me, and trust me so that eventually when the opportunity does present, I will be the one who floats to the top of the list as far as who they'll who they'll they will call. Well with that, let's get back to our second or our final segment rather with Jackie Smith and we're going to wrap up a great conversation on selling from a Christian perspective. Okay, we're back with Jackie Smith, and we've been talking uh, about selling from a Christian perspective and exchanging some really good ideas and stories about uh, about how to get out there and really serve your customers and and add value to them and, and go through the exercise of building the relationship with them. But Jackie, I want to uh, change venues just a little bit here and, and ask you a question that may seem to be kind of loaded, but I really want to get your reaction to it, and that is... Does selling from a Christian perspective present any unique challenges in the marketplace when you're competing with others who don't embrace Christian values? Uh, have, have you run into that sort of stuff? And if so, what are they and how have you dealt with them? Well, you know, in what I do, I'd have to say that, you know, I, I really haven't run into that a lot. But, you know, if I, I did just start a podcast here recently. Uh, I think I'm in my fourth or fifth month here. A uh, podcast called the In the Intentional Christian Preneur, and it's uh, live on iTunes. I do one to two episodes a week, and uh, and that's a very tight niche on on iTunes. Uh, it's not a huge market, but yet I'm, the podcast is doing really well. Uh, but I've noticed that online. There are some very successful people, entrepreneurs that are doing fantastic online that aren't believers. And then we have the other side, the believers that are out there 
doing things online and they just aren't they aren't really doing the numbers like the non-believers. And I think it has a lot to do with that whether we come across believers or not, everybody has something to teach us. If we just surround ourselves with believers, we're not going to learn what these non-believers are learning. So somehow we have to form a connection with them. Um, but but be careful too. Protect your protect your spirit and your soul, so you're not dragged down a path that God that's going to lead you away from God. But you know, try to just form relationships with these people and network with them. And uh, maybe uh, we can do a networking show because I know that that Gary's really good at that. And I've been learning some new things that's working very well for me. Um, but build those relationships. And uh, and maybe someday when, when the time comes that they might hear down around the road or maybe it'll come out that you can mention to them you're a Christian. Maybe they'll come to you and they'll say, hey, Jackie, I got a problem. And, you know, I, I really need someone to talk to. That's, that's, that's an open door and that's a time to, to share your faith. I think that's really crucial. Uh, let me tell just a couple of real quick stories here. Uh, before the you know we started recording this uh, this segment of the show, uh, Jackie and I were talking, and I shared with her uh, a, a person I've had on the radio show before. Her name is Gina Loudon, who is a well-known author and public speaker. And when I talked with Gina and interviewed her for the show a number of months ago, one of the things that she talked about is exactly what you're talking about, Jackie, and that is that uh, when she and her husband and family uh, moved to California where they live now, she was all about going out and changing the world. And she said, I remember booking a speaking engagement before a women's group, and she said, we're, you know, we're in San Diego, we're on the beach, and I'm actually doing this seminar on the beach with these women. And she said, here I am thinking that I'm really out to change the world. And she said, in the middle of the talk, the Holy Spirit kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, well, what kind of a difference do you think you're making for the kingdom? And she said, as I stopped to think about that, God reminded me, you know, he said, everybody, when you're on TV or on a radio show or something like that, you're essentially in a broadcast format where you're talking to people who believe what you believe. All of the books that you've written have been read by people who espouse the same beliefs that you do. So he said, from that standpoint, what kind of a difference are you making in the kingdom? And she said it was at that point that she started refocusing herself and getting more involved in secular venues where she could let her faith shine. And she said initially it was tough because she said, I got beat up. She said she had one show that she was on and she said afterwards, she said there was a fellow in New York City who was openly gay, uh, actually had a radio show that was primarily aimed at the, you know, at the gay community. And she said he just ripped me up one side and down the other on social media. And so she said, I reached out to him and started a dialogue with him. And she said, you know, today that guy's a believer and he's changing the world. Oh, wow. Uh, and and so, so part of it is like you said, being willing to engage with people. The other story that was interesting is I had a fellow on my radio show a couple of months ago, and he's a businessman from down in the, in the Maryland area. And I asked him, you know, right out, I said, is it possible to be successful as a business person if you're not a Christian? And he said, you know, initially when you when you sent me that question, he said, I thought about it for a while. And he said, the answer to that is absolutely yes. You can be a successful business person without being a Christian. But he said, however, 
If you stop and look at what the successful business people are doing, the values that they espouse, the techniques that they use in their business, he said, they're all Christian principles. They just don't know it. And in a lot of cases, that's true. And in other cases, I've seen some things online that weren't exactly uh, full of integrity. But yeah, I mean, that's true. You know, there are some people that that are that are are not believers, but they are extraordinarily wonderful speakers and salespeople. And, you know, they're doing great things or great authors. But you know what? We can learn from them. On the flip side, we've all been saved. They haven't. We need to pray for them because God loves us all. He wants them in his kingdom as well. And, you know, success is only going to take you to a certain point. And then at some point, God's going to say, look, if I can't get your attention up here, we're going to put you down there where I can get you your attention. So, you know, it, it's it's uh, wonderful to be really successful, but we all believers and non-believers have to remember it can be taken away at any time. Absolutely. And that's where I think, as you had mentioned before, the you know focusing on the right things is really important because, as you said, you learned in your sales career that focusing on the value that you can add or the value that your product adds to your customers and, and focusing in on, on helping them make a decision about what is best for them and then the money comes as a as a, a byproduct of that, and that's one of the things that I tell people is that, you know, so many people are out there focused on making money. You don't make money by focusing on making money. You focus on providing a good service or a good product to your customer, and if you're doing that with the right attitude and the right heart, the money will be there as a byproduct of what you do. And, and that reminds me of something that another sales manager uh, in one of the companies I worked for when I first got in the insurance business said, and he was a kind of a crazy guy. I mean, he, he like did some ninja crazy stuff to his girlfriend. So, yeah, this just proves you can, you know, anybody can, can spout a, a wisdom once in a while. And he had a great saying, he, you know, like a lot of salespeople, when they get into commission sales, you know, they're broke. They need money. And they're like, you know, they're so worried about it that, you know, and I, I can relate. When I first got in the insurance business, there were some weeks I didn't know if I could buy milk or toothpaste. But, uh, you know, he, he said the best way to make your problems go away is to go to work. Amen. And I always, you know, remembered that. And I would use that with agents that worked under me. And, and it, it is motivating when you think about it. You're not going to accomplish anything sitting around at home, you know, not working and, and talking about your problems. Yeah, that's true. When you when you get negative on things, that doesn't do anything. And the best cure for, you know, for failure is the next sale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really that's really critical. Well, one other question that I want to hit before uh, before we wrap things up here, and that is. Let's say that you were sitting down across the table having a conversation with somebody who thinks that they that they might be interested in getting into uh, sales, whether it's insurance sales or, or something else. What advice would you give them about how they should approach that process? You know, I've, I've had that opportunity to do that uh, I don't even know how many times because of interviewing agents, prospective agents, things like that. And the thing I learned along the way is not to color the job with all the pros, but tell them the cons as well. Give them all the 
good, the bad, and the ugly, so that when they do make that decision, especially if you're the one that's doing the hiring, that they know what they're getting involved in. Um, and and but I would tell them that if you, you know, I'd ask them, well, why do you want to get in sales? You know, what makes you think that you would be good in sales? And uh, and 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 can you take the rejection? Is there, you know, maybe give me some examples of other jobs you've had where you've had the rejection and how did you handle it? And let's take a hypothetical. If, uh, you know, if I gave you uh, 25 accounts to go call on tomorrow and the next day and they all kicked you out the door and said, don't come back, what would your response be to me? Wow. And remind them that it's a numbers game. And then once I've given them the really ugly side, I give them the side, I tell them my own story. I tell them how, you know, how hard I had to work in the beginning to get to where I am. And that even, even today, you know, there's, there's days that, you know, I just, I can get cranky and, and, uh, you know, you get a lot of service calls and, but that, you know, that. And and it's a great time to share your faith, too. And I tell them, hey, you know, my faith gets me through every single day. I don't know what faith you are, but, you know, for me, that's what's helped me. And um, and after I go through all that, if they're still interested, you know, what I would suggest that a lot of companies do is take them out in the field with you. You know, let them see what the job is like. Because I when I start doing that with agents... I had a few that after, you know, after I'd be out and take them out on six, seven, eight appointments, and I could sell every one of them. And there'd be days that, you know, that I'd have somebody new with me, and they'd go, wow, you you sold every one of them. Sign me up, you know. And then I'd train them, I, and I'd, I'd put all my alt into them, send them out on their own, and they, they couldn't do anything. Well, they didn't observe, evidently, the techniques that I was using. Then we got the other side where I'd take these people out, and sometimes, you know, when you sell insurance, you go into really nice homes, you go into really grungy homes. I had one guy, you know, he was a super clean, you know, cut, uh, you know, suit and tie kind of guy. And at the end of the day, he says, Jackie, I just don't think this is for me. I, I don't think I could handle those dirty homes. And I said, hey, totally understand, you know, but I, I sure saved a lot of time by not hiring him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're at the uh, end of our time together, Jackie, but the last thing I'd like you to do before we sign off today is I know that in addition to your work in, you know, in the insurance business, you've started some podcasts and things like that. Would you please tell our audience where they can find you, how they can listen to the podcast? Because I know if they do, it's going to add tremendous value to their lives. Well, my podcast is called The Intentional Christian Preneur. And Preneur is spelled P-R-E-N-E-U-R. And uh, you can reach me at the intentional Christianpreneur at gmail.com. And that's on iTunes. And if you type in even like Christian marketing, Christian business, my podcast should come up in the first five or six for sure. Okay, cool. Well, Jackie, thank you so much again for taking the time to be with me today. We've got so much other stuff we could talk about, so I'm going to ask you now, will you come back on in a few months and spend another session with me? I would love to. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Jackie. God bless you. You're welcome. God bless you, too. Oh. Great conversation with uh, with Jackie Smith. Just so much to learn there, uh, especially if uh, you know if you're in the in the sales field. 
because really what it comes down to is that in order to be successful in sales, you have to have a complete shift of mindset. Uh, and, and that is that needs to be about adding value to, to other people uh, because you don't make money by focusing on making money. And I know that sounds stupid, but as Jackie was sharing, there are so many people out there um, who get into the sales field and, and they need to make money. And in commission sales, that can be a huge challenge when you get out there and you're forced with being able to you know, to make a paycheck so that, as Jackie was saying, so you can buy milk and toothpaste at the end of the week. Uh, and so there's a lot of uh, pressure on you to sell, to deliver, uh, not only to get the money that you need, but to keep your job. And so focusing on, on adding value to, to your clients is really, really uh, hard to do sometimes, but you really need to. Um, there's a story that I heard about a woman who eventually became a, a real estate sales magnet. I mean, she was, she was just tremendous at it, but she said that uh, she had taken the test, became a real estate agent, and she said, I, I had done all the training, I knew all the closes and that sort of stuff. And she said, in the first year that I was in real estate sales, I sold absolutely nothing. And she said, at the end of the year, I had come to the conclusion that I shouldn't be in real estate. I should not be in real estate sales. And she said, I, uh, it was over a weekend that I was thinking about it. Uh, and I was trying to, trying to figure out what I could do. And she said, I finally decided that on Monday, I was going to go in and clean out my desk and tell my boss that I was resigning from the position. And she said, I went into the office on Monday morning. I cleaned out my desk. And she said, there was one appointment that I had left that I couldn't weasel out of. And so she said, I decided I was going to to go and and show the woman this particular home. And she said, I did everything wrong. She said, I didn't take any of the spec sheets. She said, I don't even think I told the woman uh, what the what the house was going to cost. But she said, on the way out, we just relaxed with each other. We talked about our kids. We talked about things that were going on in life. We talked about the community and stuff like that. And she said, wouldn't you know, the woman bought the home. And she said, it was then that I learned the law of authenticity. And the law of authenticity really says that the greatest gift that you have to offer the world is yourself. And that a lot of times just getting out there and being yourself, sharing your experiences with other people, being genuine with them, uh, allows, that, allows that relationship to be built and you can open up and share with each other. Uh, and it really leads to productivity for, for everyone involved and hopefully a happy and productive career. With that, we are at the end of another version of The Gary Smith Show. Thanks very much for being with us today, and thank you to Jackie Smith, my special guest, for taking time to be with me. God bless you all. Have a great week coming up. Uh, we are going to be uh, off this coming week. There will be a rebroadcast of one of our shows, but when we come back on April 11th, we're going to have Scotty Nell Hughes with us. So until then, God bless you all. Have a great week. Live your life on purpose. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.